Welcome, this is Jessica Ortner and our time together is dedicated to feeling good within all of life's complexities. We'll be going on a wandering path, exploring topics like spirituality, productivity, and personal fulfillment. Because happiness is not a destination, it's an adventure. So welcome to Adventures in Happiness. Hello friends, I am back and it's so great to be here. I have been in Bookland where I've been working on my second book. It is going great and it's all consuming and I'm very happy to be back recording podcasts. I love this show because I get to interview some of my favorite people and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Dondi Dolan. She's the author of The Five Elements, Understand yourself and enhance your relationships with the wisdom of the world's oldest personality type system. So yes, this interview is all about this ancient system, this personality type system, and the reason why it's so important for you to listen is because when you begin to understand why you act in a certain way, it's so much easier to have compassion and to understand the best way to support yourself. And the same goes with those around you. When we are having a hard time and when we are feeling stressed, we all interpret it differently depending on our personality type. And the more understanding we have, the better we can communicate and problem solve. Dondi shared with me after the interview that she does a lot of interviews and most hosts ask her to focus on the positive, to share what are some of the positive traits of these five different elements. I actually did the opposite. I asked her about the shadow side, where we go when we're feeling stressed. And I think it's a really great conversation for the reasons I just listed. When we understand why we act in a certain way, we can better support ourselves and others. And then at the end of the interview, she also goes into all the positive aspects. So I hope as you listen along, you get some aha moments around yourself and around the relationships that you have in your life and that this interview really supports you in creating more harmony. So enjoy this. And I do want to mention quickly that we have a brand new website at thetappingsolution.com and you can still download the free tapping CD for tapping in the morning and evening for stress relief. I'm so excited about this new website. We have so many more resources, tapping meditations, a great section where we talk about the science and research around tapping. So when you have a moment, head over to thetappingsolution.com and explore. If you love this show, if you love this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. It makes a big difference and I read them all and I would so appreciate it. And if you love this show, spread the love. This is an act of love, so spread it to those who can benefit from it. Enjoy the show. Welcome, Dondi. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Jessica. I'm always happy to talk with you. This is great. I know. I feel like we always have a good time chatting. And every time I finish speaking to you, I always wish I recorded it because I learned so much. So I'm very happy this is being recorded. Uh, So we're going to be talking about the five elements. And what I found so interesting was that I am a big fan of feng shui 
and I get acupuncture every other week. Those two things, I love them. And I had no idea that they they have roots in this five element system. Can you tell us a bit about the history of the five elements? Yes. So not only do they have roots in acupuncture and health, but there are people who work with the five elements and work with them specifically and exclusively in their health practices. So I look at the five elements both in health, but also as a personality type system. And that's how I wrote my book more as a personality type system. But the five elements are incredible because let's say you go to a doctor of Chinese medicine, and this can be anything from a doctor who works with acupuncture to meridians to herbs, they're usually, if if they're really experienced and really seasoned, they're going to usually look at you in terms of what your element is. They'll watch the way you move, the way you walk, the, they'll listen to the tone in your voice, the way you speak. They may ask you questions about how you feel when you're really stressed out. And they'll determine whether you're a water, wood, fire, earth, or metal. And those are the five elements. And when they know that, they're going to know what your challenges are or may be or could be in the future or have been in the past in health. So just taking the water element, for example, two of the main challenges that a water could have or with their kidneys and their bladder. So as soon as you know this, it gives a lot of clues, not only to you as a water element, but to the doctor working with you. And they can look directly at the kidneys and the bladder for health challenges. And it may not mean that you have problems with your kidneys or your bladder. You may not, but it may be where the source of some of your issues are. For instance, without getting too um, too complicated with what I'm talking about, I'll try to connect the dots for people. If you have a skin issue, if you have acne, if you get rashes, if you have eczema, a lot of times that has to do with your lungs, believe it or not, or your large intestine, which is also known as the colon. Well, the, lo- the lungs and the large intestine are of metal element. And so the doctor will look to see where metal is in your life, either the metal element in your personality or the way you live your life or the way you handle stress or metal in your relationships. And then once a doctor knows these things, they will help you balance your elements. And they can do that through food. They can do that through uh, giving you certain exercises, physical or emotional or mental exercises They can do that through giving you acupuncture and putting these hair thin needles. You know, acupuncture is amazing because you don't even feel the needles most of the time. They can put them in certain places to stimulate that element or balance that element. Right. So I know I gave you a long winded answer. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, I find it fascinating. This is the world's oldest personality system. And I know there is many personality systems and I think they all, um, they all can be really helpful. I'm a fan because I think when we begin to understand 
how people have different personalities, it's easier to have compassion for other people because you understand why they are the way they are. You begin to understand why you tend to be a certain way. Can you speak a little bit about the personality side of this and why you feel it's helpful for people to begin to explore what element they might be? Absolutely. So you nailed it. It gives us compassion. And when people hear of a system, whether it's an Ayurvedic system or the Enneagrams or Myers-Briggs or the five elements, I think a lot of people make the mistake of jumping to the conclusion that they are now going to be categorized and put in a box. But actually, these personality systems and all of them have their attributes take us out of the box. They give us more compassion for each other. And that is why this is over 5,000 years old. And you asked a little bit about the history as well. It is from China. And it's a time-tested system where people come together with the five elements. It respects our individuality. Because as soon as we really get that everybody, and this sounds like a no-brainer, but we forget this, Everybody perceives things differently, thinks about things differently. They look at life and relationships differently as soon as we get that. And then we know how they are perceiving things and thinking about things. We have a navigational tool in life then to take us through our relationships. And for me, I'll just say that I have a lot of wood element and wood element is a person who can go to the dark side of judgment. And I will admit that freely. It it is one of our challenges. We see the world with a very critical eye. We see what needs to be fixed and we know we can fix it. And most of the time we think we are right. (laughs) And so we have judgment. But if I grew up that way without knowing that I'm a wood element, without knowing the five elements, I might be a putrid person. I might be a person who doesn't take other people into consideration and can't listen to them and only sees my way and my way is the highway. But since I know the five elements, I have learned to balance my wood. I've learned to balance all the five elements. And so I live a life of real joy and real happiness with myself And I think I handle relationships in a really healthy way because I've learned how to balance them with the five elements. Right. Dandi, I'm happy that you brought up stress and how kind of the darker side of certain elements. And I think it is important to understand that because then we can have more self-compassion. I I'd like I'm sure that the listeners are going, okay, I want to figure out what I am. Like where am I in this system? Um I think the approach that I'd like to take that would be helpful is to focus on stress, on how do the different elements react to something difficult and how can that knowledge support us when we're having a hard time? Yes, that would be great. So shall I start at the beginning with water and go through all five and talk about our stress responses a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. And also, as we're all listening, and I'm speaking to the listeners here, 
we want to pay attention to what resonates to us, but also think about your spouses, your children, your parents, your friends, your coworkers, because when you begin to understand what their element is, that can also be really helpful. So with that, Donda, yes, please start. Okay, great. So each element has a main emotion, a, a, you know, I hate to use the word negative, because I don't really see these emotions as negative. I see them as as places where we can go that help us grow. However, they aren't always jolly and fun. (laughs) And the emotion for water, which we'll start with, we usually start with water, is fear. So a water person under stress usually goes to fear. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Oh no, is he going to leave me? Oh oh no, she hasn't called me. I'm all alone. I'm sinking. And then they start to get depressed. So the fear goes into depression. They're a person who will withdraw when they are stressed and If you're thinking about your spouse or your siblings, like you, Jessica, said to think about, which I think is great, this is usually the person who you feel you're having a hard time reaching. (laughs) How do I talk to him? How do I talk to her? She seems to be in her own world. Well, waters do go to their own world when they're stressed. And my mom, who taught me the five elements, explains it really well with a water. She says, it's like this, the person who is a water type dives down into the swimming pool. So you know this when you're swimming in a pool and you go under the water. And especially when you were little, sometimes you'd open your eyes under the water and you'd look up through the water and everything's distorted at that point. You're down under the water and you're looking up and you can kind of see the land or the side of the swimming pool. Maybe your family is there. Maybe people are eating or walking around, but it's all distorted. The sound is distorted. You can't quite hear what they're saying. You can't quite see what they're doing until you come up out of the water. That is the water type. Things get very distorted And there's a lot of energy around the ears. And so water types of people start to read in between the lines, and it's not always accurate. They listen to tones in people's voices, and tones trigger them. Instead of really hearing the words or giving the person the benefit of the doubt because of the history with the person, they're hearing the tone. And so they may think they're being yelled at. When the other person is saying, you know what, I didn't yell at you. I'm just trying to talk with you. I'm just trying to converse with you. So this, this is the challenge of a water. And a really good way to come out of this actually is for a water to surround themselves with people, especially who are fire types. And I will get into the fire type a little bit more. But fires are really, really good at not getting stuck. Waters get stuck in life. They get stuck in their emotions. They get stuck in their mind. And waters are highly, highly creative people. And they're very imaginative. But with this, they tend to make up their own stories of what's happening. And those stories may not always be accurate. Right. And a, Yeah. So a fire person, if you have a fire in your life, they're a very joyful, happy person. 
but they're also a person who doesn't get stuck in the past. They don't mull things over. They're very uh, energetic and they move forward and they can pull a water out of the depth. So those are some of the challenges of a water type. The emotion is fear. Right. Now, if someone is listening to this, because personally, I actually really resonate to the water type as (laughs) you're sharing that. I think um, I know we both have uh, a friend, Heather Dane, and she said that I was a metal water water. Um, Uh So now, which which brings me to another question before we move on. Can you be more than one? How does that work? Yes, you can be more than one. So most people lead with two elements. Some have three strong ones. I've almost never met anyone who leads from all five in a strong way. But uh, for instance, I'm a water wood and you can be a double element. I have a friend who is a double water and It's challenging because when you do go to fear, it's really hard to get out of that place of fear. And different waters handle it in different ways. I'm always reminded by my mom that waters really need alone time. They really need time to come back to themselves, to be able to resource their energy. Waters lose energy easily also. It's one of the elements where they think, why am I so tired? I'm exercising, I'm eating right, I just can't seem to get my energy. They don't have as many energetic reserves. And part of that is because they're governed by the kidneys and the bladder and those two, those organs can pull on somebody's energy. But uh, yes, to answer your question, most people have two and then some have three. So you work with both elements and hopefully they balance each other out a little bit. Yeah. And what was helpful for me when I, I understand that when I am feeling vulnerable or if I'm tired, I go into fear. Like that's my go to of like, well, what if this doesn't work out? And now that I know that about myself I catch it and it doesn't, it's so much easier to get out of it because I can recognize, oh, this is what I do when I'm tired. (laughs) This is what I do when (laughs) when I'm feeling vulnerable. And we all have moments like that. We don't sleep well or something happens that throws us off. When you know what your default is, I think you feel more empowered to catch yourself in it and find ways to support yourself. So um, that's why I'm, I'm happy that there's so many good qualities about all these elements. And I, I do like talking about these darker ones because when we can recognize that, I find that just as empowering. So that is the water. What element is next? So next is wood. And I just want to touch on something really fast, Jessica, sure. because you said you, you do like delving into these uh, challenges and kind of the shadow sides of the elements. That is a water type. They like going to, <laughs> <laughs> to these places to, to figure out how things work and the meaning behind them. They're very, very focused on meaning and what life means and what people are all about. So that I just wanted to tell you, if, if Heather said you are a double water, you, you just showed your water. (laughs) (laughs) And you're absolutely right. It helps us to see our patterns. As soon as we say, Oh my gosh, 
that's a trigger for me. That's where I go to. That's a habit. Then you can start to break that habit or at least acknowledge it. And that helps right away just by acknowledging it. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people assume that I'm an extrovert and that I love to be around people because I I do when I'm around people, I'm really happy. I love having family and friends together, but I have to have my alone time. And I used to think that was bad. I used to wish that I wasn't so drained by being around people. And now I just kind of accept it as, as no, this is really important to me. Like I have to, if I'm out at a party one day, like on a Saturday, I even plan my weekends like this. I have a big day on Saturday. I want to do nothing on Sunday. Yes, yes. You need to come back to yourself and be able to restore that energy for yourself. It's very important for waters. Right. Instead of trying to fix it and, and kind of muscle through This is why I love this information. Okay, so we got the water and we're moving to the wood. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So wood is really different than water. Wood is next. And their emotion that they go to is anger. And so this bubbles up under stress. Wood people are very direct. They're very clear with their words. They know exactly what they want. They know exactly what takes what it takes to fix a situation. So this makes them great leaders and great in organizations and companies because they see what's wrong and they know how to fix it. And they're all about action. So what makes them really angry is a lot of red tape when there is no action. For instance, when a water type is sitting around and thinking about things because waters are thinkers and they have brilliant ideas, but they're rhythm and their pace is much slower than a wood, a wood might feel angry and uh, irritated because woods don't have a lot of patience for thinking. They want to put things into action now. And so that anger, even more than uh, scaring themselves, because they don't scare themselves, woods are very comfortable with their anger. The issue here is Uh, like offending other people. Woods can seem scary to other people. Mm. And so other people are saying, oh my gosh, she totally steamrolled me or he yelled at me or, oh my gosh, my boss is always angry at me. Well, if you talk to the boss or the friend, they're saying, no, I'm not angry. I'm just having a conversation. There's almost (laughs) this this, this natural anger that comes through And to the wood type, it feels like justification. It feels like righteousness, good righteousness, healthy righteousness. It feels empowering. But to the other people, it can feel really scary. And so that is the main reason that woods really need to work on balancing their anger, because if they don't, they're going to burn all sorts of bridges with people. But this is what's tricky is that you just said they often don't even recognize it. Exactly. I find that it's been really helpful in my life since I am a wood and my sister and my mom, who I'm very, very close with, do not have a lot of wood. And so they'll reflect back to me how I treated somebody (laughs) and they'll say, Dondi, you know what? You you kind of yelled at that woman and <laughs> and you were really short with her and, and you didn't even say hello. You just told her what was wrong about, you know, whatever the situation is. 
And I'll think, really, I did that? And at first, I'm always denying it because I didn't see it. I'll be like, no way, no way. We were just talking. And they'll say, no, Dondi, look, you said this, this and this. And uh, so they really, really helped me. It's very, very, very helpful for a wood to have a friend who will reflect back to them what they look like in life (laughs) and what the tone of their voice is. So a lot of times I'll speak in a choppy voice, which woods do. They talk kind of like this. They talk quickly and they want to get to the point and they're very clear about what they're saying. And so people feel like they're yelling. Well, I don't feel like that's yelling. And so to have my sister and my mom reflect back to me, you know what, that woman did feel yelled at or that man did feel yelled at. I think that's one of the best things for a wood. And the wood needs to be open to it if they if they can't look at themselves you know, then there's no, there's not going to be balance for the wood type and they will burn bridges. Right. I am thinking about a few wood people in my life as well. And, (laughs) and that dynamic, what's helpful about this is also that, that someone can look at a wood and they can begin to realize this person isn't trying to offend me. They don't see it. They don't notice their tone of voice. So they're not purposely trying to make me feel bad. I think that's really important for those who are, who have to communicate with the wood and have a relationship to understand to not take it personally. Yes, I love that because the five elements do teach you to not take things personally. This is a rhythm that you're born with. You're born, if you are a wood, you are born with this vibration in your body to fight. You are a fighter. And so you're going to be fighting for justice, fighting for what's right, fighting for whatever will make a better world, your world, because woods are really focused in on their path. It's a very solo element. And when you know that woods are fighters and it has nothing to do with you, (laughs) this is just how they were born. It can it can alleviate a lot of stress in relationships. Right. Fantastic. So we have water and wood. What comes next? So next is fire. And fire is a very happy, joyful element like earth, which will be after fire. So a lot of times people say, oh, fires and earths are the best. I want to be a fire or an earth. And they don't see the shadow side of a fire because fires lead with a jubilant personality. They're the life of the party. The fires are the ones that everyone wants to be around. And their their natural tendency is to think positive and see things positively. So a lot of times a person won't see the darker side of the fire, but that darker side is panic. Under stress, they panic. And when a fire panics, it is really disconcerting for a lot of people and for themselves. Not only physically do they start to sweat, their blood pressure goes up, their face usually turns red. A lot of times they'll start to hyperventilate. But in their mind, the world is ending. Nothing is going to work out. Everything is going to fail. Nothing is right. Nothing is good. And I might as well just die. (laughs) <laughs> so, and it's very heightened and it's very fast. It's not the 
it's not the slow pace of the water who slowly goes into a depression. It's very fast. And it's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. And why didn't she do this? And why didn't he do that? And I, I just can't do this anymore. Just just leave me alone. I just can't do this anymore. It's that type of heightened emotion. And it's very difficult to bring a fire down. You can bring them down with a really soft tone in your voice. But if you try to control them, that gets into trouble. You know, trying like to you control. can't tell them to calm down or else they'll exactly. blow your head off. Yeah, exactly. And and telling a fire to calm down feels very condescending because they're feeling their feelings and their feelings are legitimate and in them, the, the feelings with a fire, they're a very physical person. And so the feelings and the emotions take over every cell of their body. And so they can't, they usually can't use logic when they're under stress. You can't say to the fire type, look, if you do this, this and this, we're going to be fine. It's not logical to them. They're freaking out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so a good way is to actually to get them in a place where they cool down physically because they're often getting very hot when they're panicked. And and the heart governs fire people. And so they're, like I said, their blood pressure goes up and they start to overheat. So you want to make sure they're cooled down. My mom, who is a huge fire type, when she panics, she tells her husband, David, and he's known this for many decades, just pour cold water on her head. (laughs) (laughs) And so he does. He goes and gets some cold water and he pours it on her head and it takes her back to a place of calm and she can then think and then she can hear him and she can see and feel and understand logic. A lot of times she'll just take off her socks if she has socks on and she'll walk on cold tile. And I know this can sound really bizarre and funny to people, but remember folks, physical, mental, emotional, it's all connected. And for a fire, if you can bring their temperature down and get their physical body to a place where it's calmed, it's going to immediately impact and affect their emotional and mental body. When you're with a fire who's panicking, does the fire want someone to help cool them down or is it better to give them space? They definitely need help. The Mm -hmm. fires do need help, but that's that fine and tricky line where you don't want to uh, start to like, grab their shoulders and try to keep them still. Remember, fires are very physical, so they'll often be flailing or pacing quickly or even running away. They start to kind of run and and upspeed their walk. And so just staying with them, touching them gently and saying and, you know, and and physically, but you can also do it with words, is guiding them back to a place where they're safe. A lot of times, and I'm going to use my mom as an example again, when she gets to that panic place, it's like she can't even see straight. And a lot of times if she's walking, she'll start walking quicker. She could fall off a curb. She could trip. It sounds funny, but bump into a pole or a wall. So you want to get them back to a place where they're safe. They're cooling down. 
And then what I like to do is start talking about everything that is right with the world or the situation and just differentiating it, not saying, oh, no, don't think this way because that won't happen. I don't try to convince her or any fire I know. I just start talking about what is right. Look, this is happening and this is really wonderful. This person is really happy and content. You know, this so so they don't worry as much because the worry and the panic is what sends them over. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense and is incredibly helpful. So that brings us to Earth. Yes. So Earth is another person that leads with compassion and kindness. They're kind of known as the nicest, sweetest person of all the elements. (laughs) And so when you meet an Earth, You might think, wow, this person never gets angry. This person never panics. This person enjoys life and just has compassion for everybody. I actually have earth as my third. And if I'm in an earth moment, people have no idea what a bulldog would I am because (laughs) they only see my earth. (laughs) And then I think, oh, no, the wood is going to come out and they're going to be shocked. But the earth place, the the earth emotion of this darker shadow side that they can go to is over worry. And with over worry comes enabling of people. And so the earth type, I'm going to use a couple of examples and without trying to scare anybody, I don't want anyone to be scared if they're an earth or they have a friend who is an earth. But remember, this is the extreme. I'm going to the extreme right now because an earth enables people They are often the type of woman who will stay in an abusive relationship. They'll stay in a relationship which isn't healthy for them, and maybe a man as well. There are many men earth types. We talk about Mr. Rogers, who I grew up with in the 1970s, who was on television. He's an earth type. I think Pope Francis has a lot of earth. So there are fabulous earth men, but a lot of times it is attributed to women who have been not only taught to be very, very kind and very nice and listen to people and have compassion, but it's that feminine nature of seeing life in a whole big picture and not picking it apart and being critical about it. So their shadow side is the over-worrying and the enabling and This over-worrying can get really, really extreme when it becomes unhealthy. It is that over-worrying mother who won't let the child live their own life. Mm. It's worry, 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 worry until the child finally is like, I can't wait till I'm 18 and I leave home because I'm totally smothered by my mom. So that is the type of over-worry. And the, the, the earth type has little worries throughout the day. Remember, it's their ruling emotion. And, and their organs are the stomach and the spleen, which deal with digestive issues. So they aren't only digesting food, but an earth type is digesting emotion. They're digesting emotion and decisions and the worry that comes along with that. And I'll just say real quickly, if you're wondering if you're an Earth, Earths have the toughest time making decisions. So if you think 
I don't know if I'm an earth person. <laughs> and you know that you're, you have a hard time making decisions. You probably do have a lot of earth because they're worrying about everything. Well, what if I make the decision that way? Well, what if I decide on that? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. And they get stuck kind of like waters do. Earths and waters are similar in that way. They can get stuck. And earths and waters often get stuck in the past of the decision I made. And they think about that. And my sister has a lot of earth. And oh, my gosh, she thinks about boyfriends from 30 years ago. You know, <laughs> as a wood, I can't even remember my boyfriend from <laughs> high school. I moved on so quickly after we broke up. But my sister still talks about them. It's this ruminating of the past. So that's a little bit about the earth element. So how do we best support an earth element when they're in that worry spiral? Yes, you know, I think there's something we can do for all of the elements. And that is the exercise of differentiation. When you differentiate something for a person, so let's say the earth is worrying about oh my gosh, I just made this decision in my work and I'm worried about my colleagues and I'm worried about what they're going to think and I'm worried about how it will make them feel. Differentiate. Okay, look at your colleagues. They have this. They're doing well, really well in this area. They have a family. It sounds funny, but you start pointing out everything that is good in the person's life who they're worried about. So that worry can pass and they can start to let that sink into their body and their brain. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't have to be worried about my colleague or a mother with her son or her daughter. Look, your daughter is a a grown woman. She's very self-sufficient Look at all the great decisions she's made in her life. Look at how she handled this situation three years ago. You start differentiating for the, for the earth type or any type of element, and you start showing the element all of the good things. And so they can see it instead of saying to the, this type of element, be it an earth or a water or anything else, instead of trying to talk them out of their emotion, instead of saying, oh, no, no, you don't need to feel that way because I'm sure your son will do fine. No, 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 your daughter, your daughter is safe. Don't worry about her. You know, when you do that and you say, don't worry about her or don't panic about that or don't feel fear about this, it's like you're really, um, you aren't valuing the emotion that that person is feeling. And we all need to be acknowledged and we all need to feel value and we need to feel like our emotions are okay. As a wood, I'm totally comfortable with anger. And I want people to say to me, you know what? I understand why you're angry. That sentence alone of someone saying, I understand why you're angry, immediately immediately makes me feel like, ah, Okay, Mm -hmm. they understand. Instead of don't be so angry, I can't believe you're so angry. Why are you angry about this? No one else is. Well, you know what, that just makes me more angry. (laughs) Yes, it makes it, it makes a lot of sense. That's so helpful. Well, I think we only have one element left. Would that be metal? That is metal. And metal is the person who feels grief. And it's very, very interesting when you know a metal type of person, 
And you can start thinking about this if you have metal people in your life. It's a very reverent type of person. They're, they seem very sophisticated. They're quite calm. They're often quiet. But with a lot of metal people, there's this underlying grief. They aren't a big crier. They don't emote a lot of emotion, but it's almost like a grief you can feel behind their eyes, within their energy. It's, it's a sort of a silent grief, maybe for things they haven't accomplished, things they haven't done, a sadness in life that they, again, they don't emote and they don't come right out with. They aren't big, uh, what do I want to say? They aren't big talkers in the way of if a metal person is feeling this grief, they aren't going to wear it on their shoulder and go around talking about it. It's, again, in their energy. And metal people usually are quite spiritual and they'll deal with this grief, even if they don't know it, they'll deal with it and handle it subconsciously through things like meditation and mindfulness. And they may not say to themselves, I'm going to meditate today and I'm going to work on grief, but the grief will come up for them. And so that's their shadow side. And oftentimes they want to deal with it one-on-one. -on -one. They, they'll choose to have a very good friend or somebody they can talk to, or they'll spend time alone. They, they don't have a big social life. So it's harder to reach a metal. If you have a metal person in your life and you know that there is this grief and challenge with letting it go, the, the two organs that govern metal are the large intestine and the lungs, which are all about letting go. The large intestine and the lungs let go every day. They let go toxins and waste. Well, this is metaphorically about the metal person as well. They have a tough time letting things go. The best way to reach a metal person is to offer to listen to them and be with them one-on-one -on -one without anybody else around. They often like to walk on the beach or walk in nature or go to a place that's comfortable for them and just offer to be there for them. That's beautiful. This is so helpful. And I also want to point out that all of these elements have a really amazing strengths. <laughs> so I know my, <laughs> my, the, my, the water in me uh, wants to kind of go deep and analyze the fear, the fear and what can happen. And I, I do, I do think that that is very valuable. And I think it's worth saying that all of these elements have their strengths. So if you're hearing it and you're thinking, oh, I'm a water as well, or I'm, you know, I'm a earth, I'm doomed. No, we're just talking about the shadow side. Can you talk a little bit about that, Tandy? So we, we yes, don't leave everybody absolutely. depressed. <laughs> no, we're talking about the shadow side today, which is really, really awesome, Jessica, because most of the time that I do a podcast or a radio show, the host immediately wants to know all the wonderful things about each person, each <laughs> element. And so I like this. I have water as my secondary and I love diving deep and the waters are probably soaking this up right now. But for everybody else, I'll touch on the good attributes. Waters are creative. They're imaginative and their ideas. Oh my gosh. They come up with the best ideas of 
anybody. The, the wood type, the wood is going to fight for you. They are the person who will have your back. If you need someone on your side, if you're in a hospital and you need an advocate, call on a wood anytime you need an advocate. They're very, very strong people and they're going to win the fight. Most lawyers are woods, by the way. <laughs> the, the fire person is so full of joy and optimism and they have great charisma and they can they have this vision that they can take a whole group of people toward or a company toward and they really keep this sense of happiness in all situations that they go into. The earth type, oh, the compassion, they, they feel for people, they empathize with people, they understand people, and they're great mediators. Earth people are wonderful counselors, and they have a great ability to listen to all sides of the story. And so you definitely want an earth around when there is a conflict and you need someone to bring the peace. They bring the peace. And then the metal type, they are the person who has this, this great high wisdom. As I said before, they're quite spiritual. And so because, because their growth is through spirituality, they're often coming forward with incredible wisdom. David Feinstein, my mom's husband, has a lot of metal. And many times in our meetings, he's very, very silent and quiet, and he won't say a whole lot. But two hours later, when the meeting is about to end, he'll raise his hand and he'll speak. And we'll be like, oh my gosh, why didn't you say all of that earlier? Because that's incredible. <laughs> So there's some good things about the elements and so much more. Every element has amazing strength. Yes, absolutely. And I've had such a fun time reading about them in your book. Can you tell us a bit about your book and how people can stay connected with you? Oh, thank you. Yes, the book is called The Five Elements. It can be bought just about anywhere you find books. And if you'd like to go online, let's say you don't have the book, and you want to really figure out what your element is, you can go uh, go to learnthefiveelements.com, learnthefiveelements.com, and there's a quiz there. I have a quiz. It takes anywhere from about three to five minutes to take, and it will immediately give you your results of your primary element and your secondary element, and then it will explain to you what those mean. That's so awesome. I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, Dondi, if I can take a little bit more of your time, there's two questions I love to ask people that come on the show. Yeah. So my, my first question is if you could share something with us that at the time felt really difficult but ended up becoming a big blessing. Oh, yes. Okay, I'm going to go back to a relationship that I have, and many people know David Feinstein, my mom's husband, he's a metal element, and I'm a wood. And a lot there, there are elements that get along really well together and elements who push each other's buttons. And David and I love each other dearly. He came into my life when I was eight years old. And, and so he really is a father figure to me, but we push each other's buttons, because we're a wood and a metal. Knowing the five elements and knowing that we were born this way, 
takes away so much of the stress in our relationship. Otherwise, I might think, oh my gosh, why can't I get along with my mom's husband? And he may think, oh, I can't stand Donna's daughter when she does that and she gets so angry. But instead, we're like, we love each other. And it doesn't matter that we push each other's buttons. That's just the way we are. And with the five elements, we know not only how to handle our button pushing, but we grow from it. And that's the benefit. David and I have learned more about relationships and more about people just by working with each other and these two elements who push each other's buttons. So it may seem like, oh my gosh, a metal and a wood, they probably don't get along. On the contrary, not only do we get along, but it has opened us up to other people because of what we learn with each other. I hope that makes sense. That It makes a lot of sense, and it, that's beautiful. Well, my last question for you, Dondi, is a silly one, but I love it. If you could be any animal, what would you be and why? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. Okay, so my water in me wants to be a manatee because <laughs> they, they are really, really slow, and they just float around eating big gobs of lettuce and vegetables and people pet them and think they're adorable so that's my water and for my wood I would have to be a bulldog because I love getting into situations conflict doesn't scare me I love a good fight and I'm gonna come out strong (laughs) I love that well Dondi like I said in the very beginning I always have such a great time chatting with you I'm so happy this time it's recorded and it's really you've surpassed all my expectations for this interview I learned so much I think what you gave us was so valuable and I hope that people stay connected with you and continue learning from you I know I will Uh, and thank you so much for being with us thank you Jessica you're a blessing to so many people people just love the Ortners and I love all of you and and I so appreciate you and your family so thank you thank you thank you